No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Most believers are familiar with Jacob wrestling all night with the angel of God. But what was the true purpose of this most unusual encounter? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 32, right here on Simply the Bible. You've heard of being between a rock and a hard place. That is where Jacob found himself. He had narrowly escaped harm from his uncle Laban. Now his brother Esau was marching toward him with 400 men. He was afraid and did everything he could think to do to appease Esau and give his family a way of escape in the worst-case scenario. We pick it up in Genesis 32:22. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone. Jabbok is a stream in the mountains of Gilead that flows east to west and enters the Jordan River about 40 miles south of the Sea of Galilee. Jacob takes his wives, children, and possessions over the fort of Jabbok, close to where it meets with the Jordan. Then he crosses back over to the south side of the stream. On the eve of what could be a great battle with his brother, Jacob wants to spend the night alone as well as protect his family as best he can. With Jabbok separating them from Esau, the women and children are in a better position to escape if need be. Verse 24, And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And the man said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. This is an extraordinary encounter that is critical in Jacob's life. Everything changes from this moment on. It brings up seven questions. First, who is the man? We are simply told that a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. In verse 28, the man tells Jacob that he has struggled with God. In verse 30, Jacob says, I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. But we know that God told Moses, you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. If the man is God and Jacob has seen his face and not died, then there's only one solution. The man must be Jesus Christ in a pre-incarnate manifestation known as a theophany. Second, why does the man come? Obviously, God is working in Jacob. He will become a nation, and it will be through him that the Messiah will come. But Jacob is still a man controlled by his flesh. He has many strong natural abilities, but 
These are a hindrance because Jacob has learned to rely upon these rather than relying upon his God. Arthur W. Pink writes, That which hinders us in our growth and grace is not so much our spiritual weakness as it is confidence in our natural strength. Jacob must be broken of this self-reliance so that he will become dependent upon God's grace. Third question, why does the man not prevail over Jacob? Surely the Son of God could easily prevail over Jacob. He could just speak the word and Jacob would be pinned to the ground, game over. But Jacob wrestles with him all night long because the Lord allows it, just as he allows us to strive with our maker. Jacob isn't willing to yield. He has struggled for everything in his life. The last thing he needs on the eve before meeting Esau is an all-night wrestling match, and yet he can't quit. He won't quit. When the Lord sees that he is not prevailing over Jacob and that Jacob isn't willing to surrender, then he touches Jacob's hip and cripples him. Fourth, why does the Lord touch Jacob's hip? Jacob needed something to show him how weak he truly was, for it would only be through weakness that he would be a prince with God. One touch from the man and Jacob would be crippled for the rest of his life. At the end of his life, we see Jacob leaning on his staff because of this night. Yet, he was leaning not only on his staff, but also on his God. The prophet Hosea gives us a deeper insight into this fateful night. Hosea 12.2 says, The Lord also brings a charge against Judah and will punish Jacob according to his ways. According to his deeds, he will recompense him. He took his brother by the heel in the womb. And in his strength, he struggled with God. Yes, he struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought favor from him. Up to this point, Jacob was struggling in strength with God. But when God cripples him, Jacob weeps, not merely because of the physical pain, but also because he knows that now he can't run away from Esau. Fifth question, why does Jacob refuse to let go of the man? The Lord finally says to him, let me go for the day breaks. But Jacob refuses to let go because he is seeking favor from God. His only hope is to receive the Lord's blessing. Jacob stops contending with God and now starts cleaving to him. Sixth, why does the man change Jacob's name? The Lord asks him, what is your name? He replies, Jacob. That is, heel catcher, supplanter, thief. Don't you know that it was a constant embarrassment to him to be named that? Wherever he went, he couldn't escape who he was. The man says, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. What does Israel mean? It depends which commentary you read. God strives, God prevails, and prince with God are various ways the Hebrew has been translated. But I like Pastor Chuck Smith's translation, ruled by God. You see, Jacob struggles with God and prevails, but he does not prevail by his stubbornness. He prevails by his surrender. Up until this point, Jacob has been 
the heel catcher, crafty, ambitious, and willful. But now he is broken. Like a stallion that has been broken, Jacob will now submit to his master. He is no longer Jacob. He is Israel. Now this transition would not happen overnight. We will see that even after this crisis, at times he acts like Jacob and at other times like Israel. We can relate to this because sometimes we respond after the old life of the flesh and at other times we respond after the new life of the spirit. The Apostle Paul describes this inner struggle in Romans 7.19, For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. But God was patient with Israel as he is patient with us. Our sanctification, that is, becoming holy as God is holy, does not happen overnight. It takes a lifetime for us to be conformed into the image of Christ, and even at the end of our lives, there is so much room for improvement. Some days we act more like Jacob, and other days we act more like Israel, but it is the Holy Spirit who helps us in our weakness when we surrender to Him. And we are increasingly becoming those who are ruled by God. The seventh and last question from Jacob's encounter is, why doesn't the Lord tell Jacob his name? Jacob says, tell me your name, I pray. The Lord replies, why is it that you ask about my name? In other words, he evades the question. All I can think of is that the name Yeshua in Hebrew and Jesus in Greek, which means Yahweh saves, God kept as a mystery until he chose to reveal it to the world in the fullness of time. But even though the Lord doesn't tell Jacob his name, he blesses him. Twenty years earlier, Jacob deceived his father Isaac to get the blessing. Now he wrestles with God, surrenders to God, and holds fast to God, and he receives the blessing that he seeks. Later, this same man who blessed Jacob that night would tell others, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Verse 30. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. The name Peniel means face of God. Just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip in the muscle that shrank. Penuel also means face of God. This crisis in Jacob's life began a tradition in Israel. The children of Israel would not eat the meat on the hip socket in reverence for God touching the socket of Jacob's hip. For Jacob, who was now called Israel, his limp would be a constant reminder that he had struggled with God, but that now God was his master. He held on to God for the blessing, and this was his blessing. Rather than being a man ruled by his own strength, he was now a man ruled by God. His lameness was a constant reminder of his brokenness. But as a broken man, he could now be used by God to be the father of God's chosen people. This story illustrates the blessedness of brokenness. 
We so naturally fight it. Like an unbroken stallion, we buck, kick, and stir up the dust. We strive against our Maker. But then God allows some circumstance in our life that cripples us and brings us to our knees. All of our human resources are insufficient. We have spent everything, and it isn't enough. All we can do is to surrender and hold fast to God. We find that He gives strength to the weak. He is near the brokenhearted. And those who are lame can lean on Him and find that He is always faithful. We see a beautiful picture of Israel at the end of his life in Hebrews 11.21. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. He found his brokenness to be his blessedness. The staff on which he leaned had been a constant reminder that he had leaned on the Lord his God who brought him through all his troubles and would now bring him into his eternal blessing. This God will do the same for you. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet every Sunday morning at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. Most believers are familiar with Jacob wrestling all night with the angel of God. But what was the true purpose of this most unusual encounter? We hope you'll join us tomorrow as we continue in Genesis on Simply the Bible.